Weirdo bookworms unite. We want to share our love of genre fiction with you. Some readers out there may look down on you for your love of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, but not us. So stop by as we discuss what we've been reading. Hi, genre junkies. This is Sandra. And this is Scott. Welcome to another episode. Tonight's a very special episode of Genre Junkies. Yes, we are in our new house. We are sitting down only just barely. Yeah, I mean, like, we still have, like, a lot of stuff all around us, and we're not entirely moved out of the old place, and, um... We have a cat trying to break into our room. Well, she's the producer, and she doesn't like that she can't be in here right now. Um... (laughs) But we are determined to keep bringing you episodes um, by God. So you could look at this episode as being late or early. And that's still the cat trying to get in. We're rolling with this. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be a quick and dirty episode. Very light on the editing because we have a lot more work to do. (laughs) Sandra and I have been pretty much at each other's throats for the past two weeks. Moving is stressful. Yeah, you just you look at the person and you're like, why are you breathing? You're breathing loudly <laughs> and at me and I just don't want to be moving anymore. And it's also, you know, we live in California, so it's freaking hot. It is really, really hot. So tonight, Scott and I both read two separate books. He read a sci-fi book. I read a horror book. Um, and we're going to tell each other and you, the audience, about them. So we've done this in the past. And the structure is a little bit different because we're not going to score it in our traditional way because we both didn't uh, read it and have a shared experience. And there's not going to be a spoiler section. So my book is going to get a a little tiny bit spoilery in the discussion of it. I'll tell you more when we get to my book. But um, so it's it's kind of like we're going to give you the basic thoughts, kind of the general knowledge you need to know how we felt about the book and for whatever reason, whether, you know, we liked it or not. Yeah. Think of it as sort of a, a, a sort of a, uh, a sell to you if this is for you. Yeah. And it's going to be a little probably abbreviated than other episodes, too. So who's going to go first? I think I should go first. Yeah, because uh, mine's um, mine's going to go out with a bang. <laughs> so. The book that I read is The Seclusion by Jackie Castle. It is a science fiction novel. And the first thing that I I really have to talk about for the book is the premise. So it's it's, it's the year 2090, 60 years since the United States of America has walled itself off from all of the horrors of the outside world. So already, this is a very, this is a, a very like kind of a near future idea yeah. when it comes to kind of where the U.S. is headed right now, where, where what some pe- people want to see. Um, so the citizens of America, they trust completely just implicitly, they're leaders of the United States, which is known as the board, which is a, a group of 30 faceless people mm-hmm. that's run sort of like a the board of a of a of a of a business. Okay. Um so from a young age, Americans are placed into a job that, that's selected for them based on aptitude tests. And that's the job that they that they do for the rest of their lives. And that job actually puts them into a pay bracket where they get credits every month. So there's tier five and four, which are the, the lowest tiers. Oh. Tier three and two, which is where you actually can get your own apartment that's kind of provided for you and you get your, your meal credits. And then tier one is is the uh, 
they, they're really in the know of a lot of different things. The elite. The, yes. And not quite board level from what I understand, but, but mm-hmm. you know, they, they know a lot more about what's going on. One of the ideas is you are trained to do your job and everything that you need to know to do your job, but nothing else. That all you need My to God, know. This is horrifying, yeah. but like really fascinating. Yeah. All you need to know is how to do your job and, and how to make America better doing your own job. You don't ask questions about why or or other people's jobs. Everything that is done is classified. Uh-huh. So your job is classified and you can discuss, you know, different little events, but you can't talk about what you're actually doing. And so the main characters, uh, Patricia, also known as Patch, and Rex, they're um, they're in charge of conducting scientific experiments, uh, specifically testing on the uh, on the poisons and chemicals that are existing in the ground in the water due to the pollution and events of the past. What level are they? They're level three. Okay. They're level three. So they are, you know, they're they're really making it. Now there's no like American dream where you can make it up to level two. Yeah. But they're 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 comfortable. Uh so they find an abandoned van Mm-hmm. And it's ancient, like because they don't they don't really drive that kind Wait, of. Are they a anymore. romantic couple? They are not. Okay. Um, in fact, there's a very specific reason why why they're not. They're okay. they're very good friends, but they're not a they're not a couple. I guess it's not really spoiler because it's very early on. Um, Rex's girlfriend is she was sent away mm-hmm. by the board to be um to for for suspected crimes and so she is serving in the military basically to pay off these crimes. <gasps> yes. In she, the wall or outside the wall? Unknown. <gasps> uh she she's suspected of treason, which treason uh you know in this United States of America It'd is be a lot of things. It, I mean having contraband material like a book for example. It'd be super super treasonous. Yes. Which is what they find in this van. <gasps> they find a bunch of Old novels, Les Miserables, for example, <gasps> is, plays a big role in this book, which, you know, just was uh, made me so happy. Yeah. And so the two of them start to question what what is what is this existence that they're living? What is this country that they're living in? Why is it like this? And that's what kicks off the whole story. Wow. I really love the premise. Yeah, it's, it was a really solid premise. And, and it's executed well, uh, too. The One of the things about the book is its strong point is its premise. It definitely has a plot and it definitely, you know, follows these two characters and discovering and, and, and on from there. Mm-hmm. But where it really shines is in its premise. And that's what drives everything that goes through. There's definitely a... a uh, a, a large amount of exposition in this to kind uh-huh. of explain what happened as they're discovering things, but the characters are written well. They're, they're they're fun to follow. And Sandra, I think you would really like this book oh. because there's a specifically her writing. There's a lot of description. Oh, I love description. It's very heavy on description. At first, I was kind of turned off on it. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, every room that Patch is in is described down to the dimensions of the room, the <laughs> color of the room, every object in the room, which at first 
just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I really got, you know, got into it towards the end. She's a very good writer. It's a very good book. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, don't. So don't say anything spoilery, but do we get to learn about what's happening outside of the United States? I am not going to answer that question. Are there people that come and go? No, you are not allowed to leave the country. Nobody? You there's are... no emissaries. There's no ambassadors. No. no. No, it's completely walled off from the rest of the world. Do they have TV? They do have TV. So, but the TV is completely controlled by America One, which is yeah. the corporation that base, that runs America. Every every restaurant, every television station, everything is owned yeah. by America One, and it's very propagandish. Yeah. So, you know, there is required viewing times where Ooh. they show you, you know, required shows. And the, the, the television shows themselves are approved and, and created. Music mm-hmm. is all about the country and serving your country and the pride of the country. And it's all strictly controlled by the board. Musicians, in fact, yeah. just like every other job, they're chosen at a young age to be musicians. Right. They're the only ones who are allowed to create music. Did you say if this is written by a man or a woman? It was written by a woman. Oh, from cool. How I understand. Wow. Yes. That sounds really cool. The seclusion. So, so you're saying it's got Scott's stamp of approval. Read this book. It has my stamp of approval. It has a few uh, hiccups when it comes to first writer or, you know, f- you know first time author stumbles mm-hmm. here and there, but they're very few and far between. And I'm as you know, incredibly forgiving of so them. So am I. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm always surprised when they're not there with a first-time author. And th- this is very light on those things. And if you're not looking for them, like we sometimes have to do, because we, let's be honest, are reviewing these, then I don't think they're really going to hit you. Okay. Yeah. Anything more you want to say? No, I, I think that does it for the seclusion. I think it's, it gets two thumbs up. I'm not an official grade for us, but <laughs> I, I really like it. And I recommend if you're interested in science fiction at all, if you're interested in speculative fiction at yeah. all, this is a great book And for maybe you to alternative pick up. United States yes. stuff. Ah, all right. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about your novel. All right. So the novel I read uh, is classified as a horror novel, and it is The Bedwetter, Journal of a Budding Psychopath by Lee Allen Howard. Oh my. Where, <laughs> where to begin? So as stated, this isn't going to contain plot spoilers per se, but I will be talking heavily about triggers because this book is ripe with trigger warnings, and I can't really discuss my views on the novel without including them. I like a lot of books and short stories that deal with things that are taboo, disgusting, disturbing, and uncomfortable. Um, I don't shy away from that stuff. But what keeps those works in my heart and mind and makes me like them is the characters and the general plot. Um, Often these horrible issues are devices to explore the psyche of a character, teach a lesson, or hold a mirror up to society. I would not be surprised at all if that is what Howard had in mind here, that that just didn't work out for me. Um, Howard can write. He is a good writer. 
That's not in dispute here. I have done some research into Lee Allen Howard, and he seems like a good guy. I don't think for a moment he shares the incredibly disturbing views of his quote-unquote protagonist, (laughs) Russell, and I say that in big quotes, uh, Russell the budding psychopath. Um, I was hoping this book would either speak to my dark sense of humor, which is massive, (laughs) or challenge me. And sadly, it did neither. This is me. This is Sandra, your trusted viewer of genre junkies here. And remember, when I talk, I speak for myself only. What? No, I'm. I'm just. I'm listening in. I. I can hear. I can hear exactly where this is going, and I'm just wrapped. Uh, you guys know me. You know my style. You know my likes. And this novel could fulfill the author's intents in the hands of the right reader. Those are not my hands where i'm going with this that's our goal here at genre junkies we want to get the book into the right hands it's not my hands (laughs) Uh, russell is a budding psychopath with a lifelong problem of wetting the bed he's a man in his 20s now and it's still happening so this is where i'm going to talk to you about a little something a lot of our readers probably know of which is (laughs) loading really the mcdonald triad also known as the triad of sociopathy or the homicidal triad. Um, From Wikipedia, just to recap, is a set of three factors that has been suggested if all three or any combination of two are present together to be predictive of or associated with later violent tendencies, particularly related to serial offenses. The triad was first proposed by psychiatrist J.M. McDonald. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You guys get where I'm going with this. Okay. Uh, they claimed, the people that came up with this, that substantial evidence of the association of these childhood patterns with later predatory behavior. Although it remains an influential and widely taught theory, subsequent research has generally not validated this line of thinking, according to the Wikipedia article. The triad links cruelty to animals, obsession with fire setting, and persistent bedwetting past a certain age, to violent behaviors, particularly homicidal behavior and sexually predatory behavior. That's the theory. So the idea of this is he is a bedwetter and therefore... it's it, Yeah, he's it, got... Well, he has at least two parts of the triad, okay. which, is all you, which is all you need to make a full house. <laughs> So Russell narrates to us in a series of uh, about a series of recent events. So we are in his head from his perspective. Here come the triggers. Maybe even hearing them will trigger you. So be warned. I'm nervous. I would be doing a huge disservice to you listening to this if I didn't talk about them. Okay. Bodily fluids. He talks and fantasizes about piss a lot. That's in the title. (laughs) So there's no surprise there. He also talks about his genitals a lot. I read out loud a particularly disturbing masturbation scene to Scott, just like apropos of nothing, just to make him like get a feel for the headspace that I was in. And I was so glad I did not read this book. (laughs) Russell is misogynistic, racist, homophobic, and likes to kill and hurt living things i.e. animals, and people. He carries out sexual assaults, attacks a gay person, says racist, sexist, and homophobic epithets, tortures and kills animals, and well, I think you know where we're going from there. He is not a good guy. He was horribly abused as a child, and it scarred him and shaped him for the worst. None of the things I just mentioned were easy to read. It was quite literally hard to stomach at times, and like made me feel like, ugh, God, just like, 
eye bleach <laughs> moments, right? This content is upsetting, period. But that's not why I didn't enjoy the book. Um, I personally felt no sympathy for Russell. I was really, really disgusted by him, despite how heartwarming and loving he was towards his little nephew, which is where some of the really strong writing points showed for me. And despite all the hardships he survived as a kid, I really did not care about this dude. Uh, maybe it's because of the climate and culture we live in today, but I just couldn't go there with Russell, and I was sick of hearing his hateful words and opinions sick of it. And I was hoping I could squeeze together some compassion, but I could not. And this is where I really learned something about myself as a reader. If I can't have compassion for my characters, then it's not the book for me. That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold says so. <laughs> um, I hope Howard has success and that telling you all this uh, will get this book into the right hands. You know, as we said, that's our goal here. But like, for me, if it's not my main character, there's got to be a side character. There's got to be a villain. There's got to be somebody that I am, you know, either seeing myself in, even a bad, dark part of myself in, or something so that I have empathy. I have sympathy. I have compassion. If I don't have that for a character, it's just not going to work out between us. Me and this novel, it's just not going to work out. See, it's hard because I... I Having not read it, I'm trying to think about exactly like what, how would this book have have drawn me in as well? Like, what would be the point of the book? Because I feel like a book kind of has to have some point, even if that might just be to disgust you. And well, like I said, I I think kind of like other books that are kind of like this that are difficult. Um, you know, there's something you see about the dark side of human nature. There's something about our society. There's um, a message, there's something telling, there's a psychological exploration. Um, and I'm not saying that this novel doesn't have that, but it was just I couldn't get into that place with it because I was so upset by having no character that I liked. <laughs> no characters that I liked. Do you feel that the author had a uh, a, a goal, had a, had a direction as far as what he, what he wanted you to come out of the book with? You know, I think it's hard for me to say because of, like, my position on it. Um, I think it's designed to be a psychological horror, um, kind of looking into this person's mind. Um, I think that's a, a big part of it, is exploring a psyche of a distress disturbed person do you feel that you came out of this understanding uh, the, the mind of a disturbed person a little bit better um i honestly would have rather just read the wikipedia article mm -hmm. <laughs> and again that's nothing against his writing or anything but it just is like when it comes to this stuff if there's not going to be that character for me i would rather just receive this in clinical doses via an article or a documentary yeah, because the reason to actually make this a person and, and, and make this human and present it to you is, I would feel, to make you relate in some small way to this completely alien way of thinking yeah. that, that psychopaths have. Right. And it doesn't sound like this really did that. It did not. It, it definitely didn't for me. Um yeah, I guess that's just the best way I can put it, is if I'm going to read this content with no characters that I can feel for and root for and care about, then I would personally rather ingest it as an article or a documentary. But 
I know a lot of people have really enjoyed reading this book. So, you know, that's just me. That's that's where I'm coming from it as. And I, like I said, I felt like I'd be doing a huge disservice to not talk about the whack, whack stuff <laughs> that happens in this book. And especially because, like I said, I, that was a big thing of it for me was I was just sick of hearing it. I just couldn't listen to his hate anymore. It just made me like, come on, dude. Like, I just wanted to like, I don't know, throw something at Russell's head or hit him with my car. I just, I just couldn't anymore with his, with his blathering on about, you know, all the people he hates and, and I, you know, I don't even eat meat. So (laughs) it always makes me sad to read things happening to animals. I think that there's some things that, you know, there's a lot of talk that we don't really subscribe to, especially when it comes to horror about thoughts and scenes and, and, and imagery being poisonous to, to one's mind. And I don't really subscribe to that in a oh, general sense. No. Yeah. But do you think that maybe this kind of subject matter or this presentation might just be a little bit poisonous? No, I don't. I mean, I I get where you're coming from as a devil's advocate. Because I mean, here at Genre Junkies, we do not condone censorship. We do not like censorship. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. And he should be able to write about whatever he wants to write about. And we're we will defend to the death his right to do so. Um, no, I no, but I would say like I I don't feel like most readers should go cold into this. Like they should know that like it's gonna get gross, it's gonna get weird, it's gonna get upsetting. And there's not really any redemption. Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm also a little bit conditioned by a lot of horror movies, too, where it's like, you know, it might be really, really hard to watch, but then someone's going to come in in the final act and bring, you know, restitution. They're going to right the wrongs and they're going to, you know, cut the head off the bad guy and all the gross torture you endured is like there's going to be hey dirt where you just feel like that that little vengeful nasty part of yourself like oh yeah this is so good you know because the they got their comeuppance you're not gonna get that in this that's not that story if you want to know some more <laughs> if you want to know some more disturbing things about this book reach out to me on social media i think that's actually a really good idea this is a gr- this is a great exercise for sandra yeah. let her describe to you over dms all of the <laughs> Horrible, deranged stuff that happens in this book. Yeah, let me slide into your DMs and talk to you about piss and genitalia and um, debasing human beings. (laughs) You know what? I think I'm busy, actually. I don't think I can answer any of those. All right, there you have it. We will be back. We're going to be back in two weeks. We're going to get back on schedule. Yeah, we really want to like get ourselves done with this move at least with getting everything out of our old apartment and we want to give you the best show that we can so we're going to come back in two weeks and then we should have an episode one week after that so we will be catching back up yeah we're gonna have a fantasy we're gonna have something totally different next time we talk to you um and you can see that it's on our social media if you look back a little ways you can see our tbr and uh, hear all these titles again. But thank you so much for bearing with us during this time. We promise we're going to be back to our regular regular schedule <laughs> soon, and our 
our regular show format and all of that stuff. We're, but, but we're almost what? there. It's nice to break it up sometimes. It is. And, you know, life kind of forced us to break it up for this episode, but it's good to change it up. It's good to shake ourselves and our readers out of our comfort zone. I mean, our readers, our listeners, whatever the <laughs> hell you people are, out of your comfort zones and just be like, and this is what we're doing this week. And we're going to hit you in the face with two books. Bam, bam. And not tell you a whole lot about the plot. But we really appreciate you so yes. much, our dear listeners, and, and thank you so much. And, and we will be talking to you so soon, you won't even know we're gone. We love you. We miss you. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, please keep reading past your bedtime. Mm-hmm.